Hello, and welcome to our continuing series of Better Business Interviews. Better businesses are those that are driven by purpose to use business as a force for good, for positive change, for people and planet. Throughout this series, we are chatting with key people in these organisations and finding out why they do what they do. This week, I have been joined by Beth Underwood from Danon UK, or is it Danone? Mm. Uh, Danon UK is one of the entities within the Danon group of companies. Danon is a bit big, um, as I found out in my research. Founded in Barcelona in 1919, which I definitely didn't know, the company is dedicated to bringing health through food to as many people as possible. Danon UK is just one of 33 of the company's entities which have been certified a B Corporation and Danon UK have been so since December 2017. Beth Underwood is a, uh, wait for it, a B Corp and One Planet One Health activist within the essential dairies and plant-based division of Danon UK. Told you they were big. So mouthful. <laughs> Beth looks after from a B Corp perspective the very popular brands of Actimel, Activia, Light and & Free and Oikos. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you for having me. Uh, very glad we could finally meet. <laughs> we could. Miss the B Court month, but we, we, we got there in the end. Um, so I, I like to ask an elephant in the room question. The question that first came up when uh, I first started looking into uh, Dan on yourself. And uh, it's around your job title. I mean, what a job title. Uh, but what does it mean to be an activist in Danon? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, I think <laughs> I am actually the first and only activist in Danon globally, um, which is quite cool, also quite scary. Um, essentially, <laughs> <Leading the> way. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, I my role is 100% about being a force for good and kind of making change and challenging our business to make a positive impact. Um, so I think that obviously we're a B Corp, but it's about embedding B Corp into our everyday decisions and kind of living and breathing B Corp as opposed to when it comes around to recertification, it kind of being a big project, but it, it's about living and breathing those principles all the time as an activist. All right. So, so do you uh, picket board meetings and things like that and arrange sitting? I probably would have if I wanted to. I probably could because I could just say I'm an activist. I'm allowed to ask these questions. But, but it's not one of your approaches. Um, but yeah, it essentially gives me the kind of pity and authority to ask those questions, those challenging questions to the business. Yeah. Okay. I, it's, it's nice to see. Really, you've um, you started off with a degree in uh psychology and managed to get yourself an industrial placement in sydney which is a very wise move as far as i work out ambled through healthcare how did you end up knee deep in yogurt uh yeah really good question uh always wanted to be a clinical psychologist at uni um i used to work in the priory um as a part-time job and then yeah i did my placement industry um year in a anxiety clinic um which i loved but i do I just, I don't know, I just didn't want to do it as my full-time job. I kind of thought there were other ways that I could get involved with psychology and it not to be my full-time role. So when I was in Sydney, 
I kind of had this realization. Um, so I applied to be a campus brand manager with Danone. Um, and that meant going on this insight week at the Danone offices uh, in Chiswick, which was amazing. It was honestly like the best week as a student, all expenses paid and going to these fancy offices. And I'd never ever worked in a business before. So it was just like so exciting. Um, and I was completely sold on Danone. It was such a good experience, um, kind of being immersed in all the three business units. And we had to kind of build a case study and present back and get feedback on our ideas. And I met loads of people that I still work with today, which I find really surreal. So some of the people I met as a student, um, I work with now. Yeah. Um, and then so I started off in our early life nutrition business and then I went to our advanced medical nutrition business and then came to yogurts. Um, so I came to Danon's Dairies two years ago and yeah, love, love yogurts as we are in the UK. When I joined, we were the only B Corp entity. So we certified as B Corp back in 2017. Uh, the waters business um, of Danon certified last year and our specialized nutrition business are aiming to certify um, within the next year. So you must have joined Danon UK just as it was certifying or was awaiting to be certified? Yeah, it's, that... a good, yeah, it's a good question. Because I joined Early Life Nutrition at the time, I wasn't involved with the first certification, but yeah, it probably was around the time they were just certifying as the dairy. And so, I mean, you're, you're very much into the B Corp ethos within in the UK brand or the UK uh, entity. Is it is it still a struggle? Did, did, did the staff just embrace it? Did the team just embrace it? Or is, or is there always a bit of a struggle to, to get people to thinking in this different way that B Corp tends to inspire? question i don't think so actually i think for danon dairies i think it's really embedded in the culture and it was just and then we say that b corp generally was just a natural fit to our heritage and i honestly do think that is true for um our, our, our dairies business um i think there's obviously always a way to go and that's definitely what i'm trying to do like at the moment i'm trying to ask people what are the small things that you do so not the big projects but what are the small things that you do to balance purpose and profit and kind of live b corp values so there's definitely still a way to go but i wouldn't say that there was any challenge with it i think it's actually what actually motivates a lot of people to work for danon and what makes people really proud to work for danon and kind of talking about it with your friends and family or, or whether it's retailers, it's actually something that people really like to talk about and know a lot about. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see you're enthused about Danon <coughs> and, excuse me, and, uh, uh, and, and, it's, and it's way of working. It, so when you, you were joining, did you feel that, that they were a different type of company or I suppose you hadn't had much experience of other companies? Yeah, I hadn't had much experience no, of so other companies, but I suppose the other parts of the business that weren't B Corp certified, it was a really different kind of culture. And we definitely had purpose, but the purpose was probably more on the health side, whereas yogurts, it was balancing purpose and profit. And I think massively on the, the kind of environmental planet side of things, um, the team are really, really motivated for continuous progress there, which was so kind of refreshing and great and I think it's where obviously all companies are heading to but I do think 
done on dairies were quite ahead of the time. And I think probably one of the first food and beverages B Corps in the UK. Um, so yeah, they definitely began this journey from seven years ago. I mean, 2017 is one of the early, I mean, probably second tranche of, of B Corps yeah. uh, sort of thing that, that came on. So they were quite early adopted in the UK. And I think the US, uh, one of the US entities is the biggest B Corp uh, in the world. Um, so down on her, it, and 30, what did I see? 33 entities, over 50% of uh, Danon as a group companies is um, yeah. is B Corp certified and, and is the aim to be 100% B Corp certified? Yeah. The aim is to be 100% by 2025. So all wow. of Danon entities will be B Corp certified. Now, is there a bigger B Corp family within your within the group then so obviously i i, I talked to a lot of companies that are b corps and on their own talking to and we've spoken to innocent who you're a good sized food company uh uh a fellow b corp but then on in in this kind of very large group you're in within a division within a within an entity within a group of companies there must be what 60 80 groups of companies <laughs> something in that kind of region i couldn't get to the bottom of how big dan on actually was in reality is, is there kind of a, a a cadre of of b corp okay you're the only activist uh, but b corp specialists within that you kind of group together in the group yeah actually i don't know yeah i don't know whether other businesses have it like we do but we have like a b corp global team with a b corp director and a b corp senior manager and a b corp manager and they're all based in paris which is where our kind of headquarters are and okay. then I suppose work with the different entities. So people like me, the B Corp leads to actually get certification and recertification and also everything in between, everything in between that. Yeah, because it must be a challenge, even though you're, you know, the, the ethos is, is right. The culture is right. I chuckled at that because obviously <laughs> there are cultures and yogurts as well. But that's by the way. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> so I, I, it made me laugh when he said our culture was right. And I thought, well, yeah, it would be, you're selling it, you know, but that's, um, <laughs> I'm easily amused with my own, <laughs> with my own uh, ways of thinking. Um, <laughs> see, the, although the culture's right and the people are, are kind of supportive of this, doing a, a recertification, which you what did last year. last year, must be hard work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't take any credit for it but um those that were involved i think it was hours and hours and hours of work of collating data of kind of actually implementing new practices new processes of updating our directors of updating the team keeping everyone engaged and involved i think it was absolutely a huge task so um, i had the fun job of being in charge of the celebration at the end so our recertification celebration <laughs> i kind of swanned in just for the the fun stuff once we'd got the score so we improved by six points um which we were really happy with um and yeah i think uh, um everyone was very relieved when we had that again last year yeah and uh, well it, it is i mean we all celebrate uh, a, a certification and recertification it's one of the nice things about the um uh, about the community the the b corp community brings that kind of we're all happy to see people doing it 
you obviously you, you've got a a limited view of of what you're looking after in in brand terms that tend to be uh, they are well, they're very well known names actimel by my notes i think by Dan's data says is when it's activia which is also one of yours is the top brand in danone in the danone world mm -hmm. um is are our people do we think that our customers becoming more uh, aware of this are we are you aware of that in danone that the customers are becoming more conscious about the need for their products to be more sustainable or is that something you perceive or is that again yeah, it's hard because I don't know if I'm in a bit of a B Corp bubble where I think everyone knows B Corp, everyone chooses B Corp because yeah. that is where I surround myself with. But um, I think that we say that awareness in the UK is about 20% um, on B Corp. And obviously, Sounds we're great. determined to improve that and kind of increase awareness of B Corp. And I think we definitely have a responsibility at Non to, to be part of that. Um, so some of the things that I've been doing with my role since I joined is just adding B Corp, what B Corp is and what it means in our product descriptions. So if you search Activia or Actimel on Sainsbury's or Tesco or Cardo, it should say what a B Corp is and why we're a B Corp. Yes. And hopefully also have an image saying we're proud to be a B Corp and balance purpose and profit. Um, so anywhere I can I'm trying to increase awareness of B Corp and I think it only starts when you know big brands like us Innocent, Ella's Kitchen really start to do that so consumers get that it's just it is hard because at the moment people don't know what B Corp is just by looking at it so you have to have that subtext of yes. what B Corp is what it means but also your proof point. Is there a again I'm asking you questions very aware of your of your um your area of expertise is is just the B Corp so please shoot me down if I ask you something you know <laughs> you're not happy to answer that. I will <laughs> <laughs> um it, it is the um is is it difficult being a big company is it because big companies have a have an almost an automatic brand of they must be screwing us somewhere and and yet you're a company who's built now and and certificated that they've got a purpose and they balance mm. and are legally required to balance their people planet uh, and uh, uh and prof with their profit but is mm. it is there is there a trickiness behind being this big yeah, I think there are some disadvantages to being such a huge business as a B Corp. Yeah. Um, and I think it's obviously just harder to implement changes sometimes, especially the bigger changes, potentially a little bit slower. Um, and everything that we do is also, we're part of a global company. It's not just that we're in the UK, not just that we're a huge business in the UK, we're a global business um so yeah it is challenging but i think also it's really exciting and really great and also not to blow our own trumpets but really impressive that we are b corp certified because it's just such a huge task when we are going through that process um whereas obviously for smaller businesses you know you don't have a i don't know a environmental policy you can probably create that overnight whereas for us it has to go through all the various approvals of of global of hr of sustainability just to create kind of one policy yeah um, so i kind of think it's testament to how seriously we're taking it 
um, because it's not easy. No, no, and I, I think we, we, we throughout all of our series of Courts interviews, we've, we've discussed, is it easy? And, and the easiest that have it are those that built their business on the back of it or those that built their business being sustainable and then found out that B Corp really aligned well to them and so yeah. they, they took it on. There's a big difference between that and having built a 100-year-old business and they're going, you know what, we're going to make this a different, better type of business. Yeah. It must be a, a huge step change uh, and everything needs to come in line. Um, so one of the things and you, you deal with a lot of, dairy-based products and uh there is a definite movement uh in the uk and across the world to become more vegan is that something you're you perceive what's your your thoughts on this being so as i said knee deep in in uh, <laughs> milk-based yogurt products oh uh, yeah i think it's it is ultimately a choice i think i very much fit in the flexitarian camp i've got atmal plant-based in my fridge um but then i've also got full fat activia yogurt in my fridge which isn't plant-based so i just think ultimately it's a choice um and particularly our atmel and oikos brands we've worked really hard to make really delicious plant-based alternatives um but yeah i think i just think ultimately it's a choice i tried to go vegan like you a couple of years ago and it just didn't agree with my body at all um, so now I just try and kind of minimise the dairy that I have and have alternatives, but I definitely don't cut it out. No. Okay. I, I, you're right. It is it is a choice. And, and some people do it purely because they think it's better for them dietarily. Um, and others are doing it for a far more ethical and far more you know, bigger. But yeah, the freegan, um, the imperfect vegan, we, we quite like the idea of yeah. uh, is that sometimes you make mistakes. It's a bit like any diet. Sometimes you you go to a wedding and there's, <laughs> there's nothing for you to eat. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Freegarian, uh, what a free freegan I heard. That was a nice one. Freegan, which was if it's free, you can eat it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to a wedding, it's free. Yeah. yeah. I'll, okay, I'll eat it um, just for this once. But obviously not so good if you're if you're uh, taking an ethical standpoint. Do you, do you use your psychology in your role then as an activist, do you think? Oh, I thought about that question. Um, I think I do in terms of trying to change behaviour. Um, and I think, I don't know if this is just my interest in psychology or Danone are really good at this, but in terms of like storytelling and making sure that you're always being really action orientated with everything that you're doing and encouraging people to make small differences and it's not all about the big changes so i don't know if that's my psychology or if that's just really done on to be honest yeah um and i suppose the the part that i really enjoy about working for Danone and my job is that we're allowed unlimited hours of volunteering not that anyone is taking up those unlimited hours of volunteering but i've I do quite a lot of um, volunteering outside of work. Um, I actually took yesterday morning off um, in hours because um, I was in Greenwich volunteering. And I feel like it's things like that that I really use my psychology and kind of all the, the skills, the soft skills that I've built, built up in psychology and working in a hospital that I can still use in my day job because I think that that was really important to me. Okay, so oh, that, that's that's a, quite an interesting initiative. 
unlimited hours of volunteering to to a small business that would be an eye-watering risk obviously um but nobody as you say nobody kind of takes the mick oh i wouldn't be taking the mick if you're off volunteering dan will basically pay you paying you to be a volunteer it's been interesting um but what, presumably, if you asked for an opportunity to go do something big in a different country for a while, they would support that. Yeah, I think so. I think it's about, you know, line manager discretion and, and things like that. But I messaged my line manager last week saying, can I take Monday morning off as I'm volunteering? And it was just kind of like no question asked. Like, yeah, put it through the system. But of course you can, um, which is a really nice kind of place to work where that is the culture that, yeah, that, that, that... works for volunteering. Yeah. Or is there any other aspects of Dan on which you, you would fly the flag of, which uh, that perhaps we wouldn't know about? I mean, I hadn't, didn't see anything like that. Obviously, that's kind of a bit private or, you know, it's an internal decision to do that kind of thing. It's not perhaps quite so visible. Um, well, world. one thing when I took this role and when I was doing all my, well, when I was like researching to apply for this role internally, and I was doing a lot of research, is... An area that I don't think we talk about very much is how well we score on the worker section of the BIA um, yes. and just generally how well we we treat our workers. Um, so I think I've got, I've got a note here how actually it's 33 out of four yeah. that we we scored last year and it's from things like I, I don't know if I, I could completely take it for granted you know every day we have kind of like a yoga class at lunch or we have like a pensions webinar to help us with our pensions. Um, we're so looked after, you know, all line managers are mental health trained, mental health really? first aiders, um, obviously the volunteering piece. Um, there's so much like, or, or, you know, paying for kind of our education, our trainings and, and all the kind of processes that HR create, like that is, it's stuff that we never really talk about. And I think it's challenging to talk about sometimes consumers I don't know how interested consumers would be like oh I'm buying this Atmel and I know they treat their workers really well um that is definitely an area that makes me really proud to be a B Corp. Yeah I can see that and now, and now you pointed out um, <clears throat> and for anybody who wants to go have a look you can go to bcorporation.net look at the directory and search down in the UK or search for any one of the 33 down in the uh, if you wish um and have a look through them but every score is public every score and and yeah you scored 86.2 and 33.1 of that comes from from your worker piece um the areas you need to work on customers oh that's an interesting uh, <laughs> place to be i hadn't spotted that before i'm not going to push you on it um but if there was an area of activism what what are you what are you trying to activate within your business right now to because obviously you're on the journey now to your next recertification in 2023 yeah uh, well uh, quite a few areas we're trying to activate um one area within the community uh, pillar was on suppliers um and i was quite surprised that some of the points that we didn't get and i felt like we could quite easily get and and we've already made quite a lot of changes um so it's i suppose it's all about ensuring that who you work with has similar values and i think uh, you know at the very least all our suppliers should know what b corp is and what b corp means yeah um, and i know ella's kitchen have done amazing things in terms of like creating their own mini bia for all suppliers and that's kind of like the the ultimate goals um so we're doing a quite a big piece on suppliers at the moment and making sure that 
our code of conduct is kind of all updated and that we're screening appropriately and particularly what I've wanted is screening to work with fellow B Corp um, yes. and having that as like a big kind of tick to who we work with. Um, what else are we activating at the moment? Um, a lot. Um, <laughs> we've just started our kind of carbon neutrality ambitions. Um, and then I suppose diversity and um, inclusion and diversity. Um, last week, I actually spoke to the B Lab marketing manager, Hannah. Um, and we were talking about how Danone Dairies is fighting racism and kind of creating effective allyship. Um, so we were speaking about all things that we're doing there and how we're working with this um, company called the Diversity Standards Collective to ensure that all of our marketing is kind of inclusive. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's quite a broad spectrum of what we're trying to work on at the moment. As you'd expect in an organisation, it's, it's nuances to a certain extent. You, you said earlier, you know, nobody's perfect. The, the, yeah. We've all got something to work on. There's no B Corp that sits there and says, right, scored 200, although there are some that are very, very close. Um, you'll always be working because in three years' time, the assessment that you do won't be the assessment you've just done, <laughs> which, yeah. uh, which I always think is a bit challenging. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so the least, you, you never know what's going to hit you. And uh, what, you, you mentioned um, carbon neutral. And, and to hold our thoughts for COP26. But I see on the site there is the Danone Wexford becoming the first carbon neutral baby formula plant in the world. Um, and and uh, I think we, you mentioned before we came on was that uh, the, the baby, baby formula is one of the biggest profit makers in, in Danone's thing. So obviously making that a sustainable and more sustainable because it's had a bad rap hasn't it uh, i'm not going to ask you that one i'd be unfair <laughs> what does have a bad rap is packaging <clears throat> now yeah sorry me and my puns i really i really should get some new ones um <laughs> is uh, there's a lot of work there must be a lot of work in down to to look at its packaging uh, is there anything in that area that the uk is focusing on specifically yeah, so by the end of the year, our portfolio will be 100% recyclable. Um, and then by 2025, aiming to have a minimum 30% recycled content in our packaging. Um, we're currently trying to look in into really what is beyond single use for the yogurt category, um, which I find so interesting. You know, you go into these stores at the moment and you can bring a, you know, a plastic tub and fill up with cereal, with nuts or with, with, with whatever but what does that look like for yogurt what does the future of kind of beyond single use and refillable look like for yogurt yeah um, I, uh, and, very interesting subject that indeed we we spoke to um go tiddly from beauty kitchen who oh yeah listen to that did you and uh, i i love you joe, joe's approach and the way they've done that reuse or repeat return repeat refill um yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ours around the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I say beyond single use, because otherwise I get in a bit of a beyond hole. Single use. Really oh, I like that. Fill. Beyond single use. But the, the, their refill station, they put in, managed to get into Asda. And, and you kind of want to see that kind of thing. You go into Asda and you, you have yeah. pots and stuff and you can refill. It's, it's the way that we're going to have to think, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, I, I'm probably the final thing with regards to food. 
um, tends to be waste, food mm -hmm. waste. Now, you you must have a, a some some thought on the on the on the matter of food waste, which is quite massive. I don't know what it is on dairy products. Dairy products have a limited shelf life, so presumably there is a bit of a challenge there. Well, interestingly, um, by so we are working with Too Good to Go, who I know you also spoke yes. to on your podcast. Um, so by the end of the year, across 100% of our portfolio, we will have moved from use by to best before date. So we joined Too Good to Go on their look, smell, taste, look, waste campaign. Yes. Um, so actually encouraging consumers to kind of use their senses um, to understand whether a food, the, the product is good enough to eat. Um, so trying to definitely tackle household waste, um, which I think is so exciting as, as a yogurt business. Um, to do yeah. this because I honestly was absolute criminal at binning my food if it went past its use by date like I, I genuinely didn't realize it was a thing that you could use your senses kind of smell it taste it and see if it was okay um, yeah and now I like probably I'm gone right the other side where I'm having hummus otherwise the green mold on now just pick that off um, and then I suppose from kind of an operational perspective, we're committed to reducing our food waste by 50% um, by 2025. Okay, so 2025 is a big target year for you. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, so you've, you've, got a, you've got a fair bit to do. 2030, sorry, I keep getting my dates confused. All right, okay. Well, I will forgive you. Um, you know, at least it's not 2050. We do, we, on the Green Elephant Show, we do have a bit of a bit of a, a struggle with people that saying oh we we're, we're going to do that by 2050 you're thinking mm, a bit late yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds way too far away 2050 yeah unless you're reading the good ancestor i don't know if that's a book you've read um uh, it, it uh, says don't think um five years we're very used to thinking long term as being five or ten years they're thinking think seven generations what was your business going to have the impact in 125 years you know mm. and, and if you think like that you might think oh right okay i'll just pull back my, my landfill or my yeah you know, or the amount of food people i could feed from my food waste etc it, it it does clarify the mind a bit anyway sorry that's not a recommendation we'll come on to that in a second firstly i ask you what <clears throat> if you have an action that you can share with uh, with our listeners Yes. So what my action would be is to actually use the B Corp shop on the Cardo and Waitrose websites. Yes. Um, I think we really need to prove that people want B Corp and that B Corp works. Um, and I think we want to actually find this new way of shopping where people are sort of showing that they're choosing or balancing yes. profit and purpose and, and they want products with purpose. Um, and that they also recognise that these companies that are in the B Corp shops have certified to meeting the highest standards of social environmental impact. So for me, it definitely is using the Waitrose and B Corp shop. Um, I don't know if you've seen, I keep getting ads everywhere for these um, instant delivery apps um, where you can literally get your groceries in like 10 minutes. Um, and I downloaded one the other day just to see. I didn't actually order from it, and it was called Wheezy, and they had a B Corp shop as well. I was so excited I could order my light and free yogurt to the B Corp shop on Wheezy as well. So 
yeah that is my recommendation uh, it is quite exciting i think boots have got one as well for yeah. um and, and but i'm sure others do exist uh, and if they do and they're listening, they can get in contact with Green Elephant Show and we will happily correct yeah. that in the social post. Um, uh, absolutely, we want to salute that particular thing. And I think people voting with their feet makes a hell of a difference with their wallet, perhaps mm. with their phrase, mm. their, their wave over the top of the thing machine. Um, it does make a difference to businesses to realise that actually they're doing the right thing if, if their sales are going up because they're a B Corp um because people are buying from so that's great so i mentioned my kind of i i, I rifled in my own recommendation <laughs> good, good ancestor um what's your recommendation for people to, to have a look at um so i do love a podcast so i have listened to your whole series now i enjoy when i'm on a walk listening to wow. a podcast Thanks. um and a podcast that I listened to recently, which I would recommend, was um, it's Fern Cotton's Happy Place podcast, and she had David Katz on, um, and I thought it was really inspiring. They do give a shout out to B Corp and a very small shout out to Danon, which obviously I was excited about, um, but it, it, it's exactly that, and they're saying how you can't just sit back and leave it to these you know, big companies or to government to make a difference. Actually, it's up to all of us. And and every time you buy something, you're kind of voting for the world that you want to live in. Um, and I, I, I honestly found it really inspiring to listen to and kind of motivating to, to make a change. So, so I would recommend that episode. So David Katz, did you say? Yeah. Okay. If you just search David Katz into um, your where you find your podcast, it should come up as the first one. Okay, and we'll put a link on the show page to that, definitely. Now, as I was doing my final piece of research for the most important part of the interview, which of course is Fact or Fake, um, uh, I, I found some interesting things, but I understand that you've got some facts or fakes for me. Uh -huh. So, in trepidation, I, I ask you to fire away. Okay, so... The, is this a fact or a fake? Danon Dairies UK have over 50% of women as managers. Oh, uh, right. Well, that's, that's, um, that would be an impressive statistic in a company of your size if that was the case. And so on the basis that I think, ooh, I'm going to say that's a fact. Yeah, correct. That's, that's really good really cool something i'm very passionate about talking about again yeah and and the board and the boardroom reflecting that as well yeah exactly excellent because i mean yeah. we, we did a fact recently which is, i think it's only five percent of the FTSE uh 100 has has a ceo as uh as a person identifying as a woman so it is there's a, a massive imbalance to be struck there so yeah hats off to Dunham for that one as well Dunham. thank you <laughs> okay on, then. so um this is a fact about the six oh i've just given it away i can't say that now <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay it's not no, as easy I... as it looks is it oh, that was that was a really good one i'm annoyed i can't say that now okay oh, well, so... well perhaps you can circle around and because you've got a list of five or six there and you say you can circle yeah. around and have a go back yeah yeah so is this a fact or a fake uh environmentally friendly packaging would prompt 
50% of yogurt buyers to buy one over the other? Um, so to we're on, on, on public opinion of whether they would actually change their buying habits if you change the packaging, I would say 50%. I would say, I think people are a little bit better now. Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, uh, I'm going to say that's a fake. I think it's higher. Yeah, correct. It's 63%. Oh. Which I actually think is probably going to keep, yeah, like you say, going up. But at the moment, it's six. That I mean, that that's that is great because people, you're absolutely right. I think people need to make these choices themselves, or else you, or else you're just accepting what big companies feed you. Yeah. And yeah, that needs to be fixed. Brilliant. Okay. So I'll give you one that I got. Yeah. Uh, I got I, only one I'll share with you because I thought it was uh, interesting. Or have I amended it? All yoghurt begins its life in the same way. Milk is heated, cooled and left to ferment. Once ready, if you strain the yoghurt and let the liquid run off, what you get left is Greek yoghurt. Is that a fact or a fake? Um, a fake, because Greek yoghurt is made differently. I no, it's a fact. And I kind of looked at it and I read it a couple of times. I went, that's just odd. So the only thing it does is that they, they strain the yogurt and let the whey drop out a little bit longer. And because that leaves a thicker, creamier yogurt substance, that is the Greek way. And I kind of looked at it and went, no, yogurt Greek must be done differently. I knew with your fact that you'd embarrass me about my yogurt knowledge. <laughs> Hold on, I, I, you're not a product. If you were the product evangelist, but you're a B Corp evangelist. Oh, not evangelist. Oh, you can be an evangelist if you want. You're an activist. I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed our chat. That was uh, brilliant. So uh, I've won fact or fake. I am beyond ecstatic. Um, and I'll rub that into uh, Mike's face when I see him later or <laughs> later, um, socially distanced appropriately. But with that win, I'd just like to thank Beth. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on The Green Elephant Show. Thank you for having me. We really hope that you found this insight into another better business, both informative and entertaining. So make sure you don't miss any of our other chats with other better businesses by subscribing to our podcast, available on all good providers, or on The Green Elephant YouTube channel. Please don't forget to spread the word with others. If you have any questions, comments or suggestions on the show, please do get in touch. You can email us, studio at greenelephant.show, or visit our website, greenelephant.show, or find us across social at greenelephant. Join us next time, and we hope you have a sustainable week.